This is a recording of The Case of the TH Plural in the Earliest Text by Stanford Carmack, published in Interpreter of Journal of Mormon Scripture, read by Stanford Carmack. Abstract. The earliest text of the Book of Mormon employs the TH plural, for example, Nephi's brethren rebelleth, in a way that is substantially similar to what is found in many writings of the early period. The earliest text neither underuses nor overuses the construction, and it manifests inflectional variation and differential usage rates typical of early modern English. The totality of the evidence tells us that the Book of Mormon is most reasonably classified as a 16th or 17th century text, not as a 19th century text full of biblical hypercorrection. Careful readers of the Yale edition of the Book of Mormon notice the following language. First Nephi heading, Nephi's brethren rebelleth against him. He confoundeth them and buildeth the ship. Second Nephi heading, Nephi's brethren rebelleth against him. The Lord warns Nephi to depart into the wilderness, etc. Indeed, we can find more than 100 instances of the type Nephi's brethren rebelleth in the earliest text. In the Book of Mormon and in early modern English, this particular syntax usually involves a grammatical subject that is third-person plural and a verb that carries archaic third-person singular inflection, ending in th. After last, 1999, I refer to such morphosyntax as the th plural. This usage has been recognized and discussed by historical linguists like Lass for some time. Barber wrote, The Old Southern ETH plural appears sporadically throughout the 16th century, possibly encouraged by the analogy of the third-person singular. Of course, when we read the standard LDS text, we miss most of these since they have been changed by subsequent editors, and more often than not by Joseph Smith himself in 1837. Here are a number of quotes exhibiting lexical and morphological correspondence between the above Book of Mormon language and the textual record. 1523, As for the common people that rebelleth about London. 1548, let they that rebelleth beware. Second Nephi 2.10, and because of the intercession for all, all men cometh unto God. 1537, many times of wise young men cometh old fools, and of young fools customably cometh wise old men. Mosiah 3.18, but men drinketh damnation to their own souls. 1542, to say this word, and fouler is the deed when men so drinketh of the white and red. 1675, and so one man or several men drinketh by the measure, will, and appetite of another. Elaman 512, a foundation whereon if men buildeth, they cannot fall. 1484, and that of me men buildeth fair edifices. 1525, but the Frenchman knoweth all our secrets and counsels. When it comes to Book of Mormon language, the tendency has been and is to suspect that virtually every identifiable instance of variation is bad grammar, such as the use of modern warns after obsolete rebelleth in the heading of 2 Nephi. Yet here are clear examples from the 1670s of this same close inflectional variation. 1678, but withal, he saith, honor that which is most excellent in the world that which disposeth and governs all. 1677. Being born, it nourisheth and sustains us, and at last takes us into her entrails as in our couch, and keepeth us until our God shall call us to appear before his tribunal. 1677. This goodness he despiseth and maintains in himself a hardness of an impenitent heart, a heart that will not relent. That being so, an apparent failing of the earliest text points us to early modern English. Indeed, in my examination of the text, I have found that in almost every instance of suspect grammar, both the curious and the critical have pointed out archaic or obsolete usage. 
This next passage not only has rebelleth, warns variation, but also mixed use of the TH plural and the TH singular, the same as brethren rebelleth and he confoundeth in the heading of 1 Nephi, 1660. For they that hath the commandments and keepeth them dwelleth in Christ and Christ in them. For he that manifests his faith by being obedient, he shall live forever. For the kingdom of God consisteth not in words, but in life and power, which is righteousness. And that procureth true peace, such peace as men and devils can never take from. Joseph Smith is known to have used the following grammar book in Kirtland in 1835 as part of his study in the School of the Prophets. Samuel Kirkham, English Grammar in Familiar Lectures, published in New York, 1829. Kirkham's grammar clearly states that TH inflection was only to be used with third person singular subject, and that ST inflection was only to be used with second person singular subject. So Smith could have learned from that resource precisely what biblical style was. In 1829, however, it is highly likely that he knew biblical style only implicitly. Therefore, one possible view of Joseph's heady, heavy 1837 editing is that in 1829 he willingly dictated without question the words revealed to him. A better educated man might have imposed his own will on the revealed text. Of course, in 1837, with increased education and awareness, Smith consciously edited for biblical style. As a result, while he may have placated grammarians in his own emergent views on proper scriptural style, an important telltale component of the text was lost. What has remained of the TH plural in the current LDS text could be called a vestigial use characteristic of the first half of the 18th century. Which being the case, this study points out a vital accomplishment of the critical text project. The extensive presence of the TH plural in the Book of Mormon is one more piece of evidence in support of the position that its extra-biblical language is early modern English. The seemingly viable view is that TH plural inf inflection in the Book of Mormon results from a hypercorrection on the part of its presumed author slash translator. One could always attempt to argue in this case that Joseph Smith was overdoing the biblical, the notion being that he was trying too hard to be scriptural. But did Smith overuse TH inflection in the wrong places because of biblical influence and in order to make the text sound scriptural? Hypercorrection is a valid linguistic explanation that holds in many instances. But the approach fails in the case of the Book of Mormon, since TH plural syntax in particular, and the entire book in general, given the extensive principle of non-biblical early modern English usage in many contexts, would have to be viewed as a sophisticated hypercorrection, which is an oxymoron. There are a few arguments to be made against viewing the TH plural in the Book of Mormon as an error of Joseph Smith. Three of these are general in nature and four are specific. The general arguments have to do with the Lexus, the syntax, and the syntactic systems found in the Book of Mormon. Skousen has written about various instances of lexical usage that are old and extra-biblical, or barely found in the King James Bible. These are not amusing or trivial pieces of evidence, but powerful and significant. Semantic shifts in sense are unpredictable and not recoverable for later speakers when prior usage has become obsolete. Examples of non-biblical syntax include, but are by no means limited to, it supposeth me that, a more part of it, nor no manner of, with our, your, their, mites, of which hath been spoken, and barely biblical syntax such as, it sufficeth me. Syntactic systems include did usage, nearly 2,000 instances, and command, cause, and suffer, Complementation syntax, nearly 500 these in the text, patterning very differently from what is found in the James Bible, but reflecting well-formed older usage, as well as exceeding with adjective. There are others. That is only a glimpse of the extensive textual evidence found in the Book of Mormon, which, taken together, indicates that the book is not a faux early modern English text. It is not a book that is full of hypercorrection 
The abundant linguistic evidence from English cannot be reasonably dismissed as mere artifacts of apologetic investigation. And how are all of them to be accounted for naturalistically? By numerous plagiarisms of largely inaccessible text? By scores of analogical bullseyes? By ad hoc stipulation that all these forms were part of Smith's dialect without any evidentiary support of view? Before presenting specific arguments, I provide additional examples of unexpected TH inflection, and we look at possible cases of the TH plural in the King James Bible. It is little known and discussed, but we can find all persons with TH inflection in early modern English, even first singular I and second singular thou. First Nephi 22.2, and I Nephi saith unto them, 1639. Thus Paul argues this, I saith that every one of you saith, I am Paul, I am Apollo, I am Cephas, and I am Christ. Mosiah 26.23, For it is I that taketh upon me the sins of the world, for it is I that hath created them, and it is I that granteth unto them that believeth. Ether 4.19, And behold, it is I that hath spoken it. 15.83, O Israel, it is I, it is I which forgiveth thee, thee, forgiveth thee thy sins. 14.98, or 15.98, It is I that doth profit their 16.30, it is I, saith the Lord, that doth sanctify you. It is I that doth act every grace. It is I that do put your hearts into a good frame. 1682. It is I that worketh in thee both to will and to do of my good. First Nephi 12.9. Manuscripts and early editions. Thou rememberest the twelve apostles of the Lamb. 1560. He is sick that thou asketh after. A discussion of first, sing first person singular and second person singular th is left for another time. Lass, 1999, mentions that there was approximately 20% usage of the TH plural in a corpus of early 16th century Eastern correspondence letters. He also states that in the 16th century, the Southern TH plural is always a minority form, though it persists, if decreasingly, in the standard well into the 17th century. Here are three instructive examples, two taken from the Book of Mormon and one from early English books online, Ebo. 2 Nephi 7.2 I make the rivers of wilderness and their fish, fish to stink because the waters are dried up and they dieth because of thirst. Moroni 7.17 For he persuadeth no man to do good, no, not one, neither doth his angels. 15.66 And the angels giveth him such honor as Christ giveth to us all. King James Bible does not have the TH plural with the pronoun they as used in 2 Nephi 7.2, a passage that is a substantial and interesting alteration of biblical language. Indeed, there is no TH inflection directly associated with they in that biblical text. Likewise, there is no TH certainly associated with plural noun phrases in the biblical text, even in inverted construction, as seen in Moroni 7.17. Compare which things the angels desire to look at, 1 Peter 1.7. In the above 16th century excerpt, the Protestant reformer Thomas Becken used giveth in both instances whether the subject was plural angels or singular Christ. This example is thus analogous to brethren rebelleth, he confoundeth, as shown at the outset of this study. Interestingly, the TH plural is a minority usage both in early modern English and in the Book of Mormon. Still, Lass notes that the TH plural was standard use into the 17th century. As a result, in this domain and in many others, the earliest text of the Book of Mormon offers us a wider glimpse of early modern English than the King James Bible does. In that influential scriptural text, TH was consistently singular. Nearly dispositive of this issue is the fact that verbs whose explicit subject is they never take TH inflection in the biblical text. Psalms 41.8, an evil disease, say they, 
cleaveth fast unto him. 1635. Answer. The cause is, saith they, that the fever producing from a sweet phlegm in those which have great drought or thirst. The TH plural is not even found in the King James Bible when they, them, or those precedes a relative pronoun. Syntax that seems to have favored the use in the early modern period. Psalms 55. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant by sacrifice. Revelation 2 9. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews. The following verse may contain the most likely case of the TH plural. John 7.49 But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Yet even here we cannot be sure that the language doesn't switch from singular to plural construal since it reads this people, not these people. Compare Deuteronomy 20.16 And people is used with was elsewhere. Isaiah 23.13 This people was not till the Assyrian founded it for them that dwell in the wilderness. Mark 11.18 For they feared him because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. Again, this next one could well be a case of singular construal followed by followed immediately by resumptive plural reference, Jeremiah 5.23. But this people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Following biblical examples are also ambiguous on their face as to whether they involve the TH plural. An ordinary reading doesn't tell us one way or the other what the real syntax is. Antecedent ambiguity, Numbers 21.15. And at the stream of the brooks that goeth down to the dwelling of Ar, and lieth upon the border of Moab. Other English translations indicate that KJB stream is the antecedent of goeth and lieth. Micah 5.7 As a dew from the Lord, as the showers upon the grass, that tarrieth not for man, nor waiteth for the sons of men. Either dew or showers can be viewed as the subject on an ordinary reading. The underlying Hebrew forms are singular. Conjoined abstract nouns used with third-person singular. First Kings 10.7 Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Matthew 6.19 Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth. First Corinthians 13.13 And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Fish was consistently construed as singular. Exodus 7.18 And the fish that is in the river shall die. Exodus 7.21 and the fish that was in the river, Deuteronomy 4.18, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth, Isaiah 52, their fish stinketh because there is no water, and dieth thirst. The King James Bible may lack the TH plural in part because the majority of the decrease in use occurred before the year 1600. Barber 1997 wrote that in the later 16th century, plural ETH is very rare. Uh, Lass observed that the TH plural decreased during the early modern period, but doesn't give many details. Corpora made from Ebo texts tell us that much of the decrease took place during the second half of the 16th century. Textual data from the beginning of the era is intermittent. Peak period of syntax like angels hath, hath ministered unto him, 1 Nephi 1638, appears to have been during the first half of the 16th century. It was certainly employed at a much higher rate in the year 1500 than it was 200 years later. In relation to this discussion, the relative rates are important in the chart, not the absolute numbers. From this data set, we learn that the TH plural, which was verb inflection from the Middle English period, was relatively frequent in the first half of the early modern period, especially during the early 1500s. But it was never the dominant form, and neither is it in the Book of Mormon. By the year 1600, a large drop-off in usage had occurred, partially elucidating its absence in the King's Bible. By the 1690s, the syntax was rare, and still in a downward trend. By the 1800s, it is virtually non-existent. 
third-person singular th inflection having all but dropped out of the language, with formulaic and religious use remaining. Next, we consider specific arguments against taking the th plural in the Book of Mormon to be 19th century usage. They are that the earliest text does not underuse the th plural, does not overuse the th plural, exhibits variation typical of the early modern period, employs the th plural at a significantly higher rate after relative pronouns than it does after pronouns. The Book of Mormon does not underuse the th plural. The text has more than 100 instances of the morphosyntax. The usage is neither biblical nor like the early 10th century. It occurs with many more verbs besides high-frequency auxiliary verbs, and in many more contexts besides conjoined singular abstract noun phrases. If the usage were similar to biblical usage, then it might be claimed reasonably that it was done in imitation of it. But the earliest text contains th plural syntax that goes well beyond the following examples, in which th could be singular, Mosiah 8.12. Or perhaps they will give us a knowledge of this very people which hath been destroyed. Helaman fifteen seven, which faith and repentance bringeth a change of heart unto them. Ether twelve twenty eight, and I will show unto them that faith, hope, and charity bringeth unto me. As mentioned, King James Bible has no examples of they with th and four. The Book of Mormon has four of these, one inverted. Here I exclude five instances of historical present they saith, which is semantically equivalent. They said Second Nephi seven two. And they dieth because of thirst. Second Nephi twenty six ten. For because they yieldeth unto the devil and choose works of darkness rather than light. The inflectional the inflectional variation yieldeth varying with choose is addressed below. Alma fifty five eight. Behold, we have escaped from the Nephites and they sleepeth. Moroni seven seventeen. Neither doth they which subject themselves unto him. Here are some relevant examples from the print record of English. Fifteen fifty seven. Yet they sprinkleth, boileth, and welleth up. Fifteen sixty five. The ship drawing near unto the, unto the land, as soon as they are touched with the smell of air, they dieth out of hand, and their possessions they keepeth for them. 1583, quoting earlier language. Other men's fields they reapeth. 1664, there be double and single flowered ones, and both of them yieldeth seed. Around 1540, there doth they, and likewise displease the contrary party. About 1550. All these but for a time doth serve. Soon come, soon gone, so doth they. 1601. Neither doth they much harm our. So they used with th inflection is another instance that we may add to many others of the Book of Mormon containing extra-biblical early modern English. They saith, which occurs five times in the Book of Mormon as a verb in the historical present, is hard to find in the textual record. I found one late Middle English example in Google Books about 1365. Also, they saith that in Fithic field are contained 165 acres of land, and every acre is worth three shillings. Lass notes that the auxiliaries doth and hath were more robust in maintaining th plural syntax, syntax after the 17th century. Frequency would have played a role in this retention. Consequently, if the earliest text primarily contained plural doth, then it could be classified as an 18th or 19th century text in this regard. When we examine the modern English textual record leading up to 1829, we find occasional examples of they and those used with high frequency doth and hath. Wading through many OCR errors, I found the following 1705 phrase written by a Quaker from Warwick, England. He or they that doth his will shall enter into his kingdom. This can be legitimately interpreted as agreement with either he or they. In addition, I encountered a mid-16th century quote with the string, they that hath, from the author Andrew Board, whose writings have plenty of varying inflectional usage. 1542, when they do hear Mass, 
and see the sacrament. They do incline and doth clap their hand on their mouth. They doth begin and do reckon. The Venetians hath great provision of war, for they have ever in a readiness timber. Searches for they which doth or hath, and they who doth or hath, resulted in false positive. But I did find the following quote that seems to be taken from a much earlier translation of a work by Louis-Elie Dupin, who died in 1719. 1784, published, Theodoret is one of those who hath succeeded the best in every kind. There are also early 18th century instances, often with later date stamp, of those that doth or hath. Picking through many false positives and duplicates, I found eight actual examples of they hath and hath they. Only two were on point, 1811, or at any time since, nor had or hath they, or either of them, or any person. 1828, the Collateral Bible, published in Philadelphia. But now hath they both seen and hated both me and my father. Therefore, we do find modern instances of inverted hath they, but none in the earliest text, consonant with what Lass asserts. Plural is hath doth are commoner than inflected plurals of other verbs, and persist longer. I encountered four legitimate instances of doth they, one modern, Scottish, 1707. How doth they observe the Lord's day? This syntax is found once in the Book of Mormon at Moroni 7.17. See above. As for they doth, there were four legitimate hits, three from modern English to American. 1735. They doth not so commonly curse and swear. 1813. Resolved. But this house doth recede from their disagreement to the amendment insisted upon by the Senate, and that they doth agree to the residue of the report. 1828. When they are burned by physicians, they doth assume another kind of shape. The 1813 example illustrates how the formulaic bled into a rare case of they doth. House reports from this era commonly had this house doth and doth and doth. The last example is American published author given. There is no example of they doth in the Book of Mormon. Finally, searches for some high-frequency main verbs with they yielded old language except for one interesting case discussed in the next section. In particular, I found 14th century instances of they, ta of they take it and they say it, the latter shown above. These searches also verify what Lass asserts. See above quote. As a result, we must conclude that by the year 1830, the TH plural was rare in both American and British English and confined to use with doth and hath. In summary, we have seen that the TH plural, as contained in the earliest text of the Book of Mormon, is neither biblical, covert singular use, nor 19th century in character confined to rare use with high-frequency auxiliary verbs. So by using a syntax of the type Nephi's brethren rebelleth somewhat frequently throughout the dictation, Smith went against both his own American English and biblical language. The Book of Mormon does not overuse the TH plural. An overuse of this construction might have been an order of magnitude higher in rate of use. I found an example of such overuse from the 1820s, quite by accident. Searching for They Maketh in Google Books, I encountered one from the late 14th century poem, Piers Plowman, another from Trevisa's version of Higgins' Polychronicon, 1387, and a third from 1823. The last one naturally caught my eye. The early 19th century instance turned out to be from a play written by the Jewish-American dramatist Samuel B. H. Judah, born 1799. A Tale of Lexington, a national comedy founded on the opening of the Revo Revolution in three acts, New York, 1823. A London review of this play included a curious exchange between two characters exhibiting a remarkable, a remarkable amount of, quote, Quaker dialogue and burlesque of scripture phraseology, unquote. In the space of about 350 words, Remilkaya manages to say, Men returneth, they maketh, prevaileth, we crieth, 
we sacrificeth, we putteth, they layeth, legs and spirit rumbleth, bowels yearneth, limbs quaketh. Modern instances include we wax, lament, melt. In addition, he utters non-biblical smited, exceedingly wroth, biblical would have been exceeding wroth, as well as the odd query, saith it that Samson moaneth, odd because we're not sure what it refers to. In the whole of the Book of Mormon, about 270,000 words, there is one instance of the TH plural with we, Elam in 1334. Behold, we layeth the tool here, and on the morrow it is gone. This is a tested usage from the past, 1540. We think of the apostle doth speak these words to stop the ungodly mouth, 1574. When we suffereth us not to be deaf to his doctrine, but giveth it entrance into us. In addition, we have seen that there are only four examples of they, plus th, in the earliest text, excluding the aforementioned they saith. That is a far cry from Grimalkaya's rate, two instances in 350 words. His overall rate of use of the th plural is greater than 70%. The Book of Mormon's th plural rate appears to be less than 10%. Thus, one can reasonably argue that the th plural in the earliest text is not a case of consciously overusing the construction. There are four cases of ye hath or doth in the Book of Mormon, but no examples of the th plural with ye and a main verb. Because some may think that this is a misuse of language, we consider it briefly here. Three cases of ye plus th actually involve singular ye. Alma 41.9. Do not risk one more offense against your God upon those points of doctrine which ye hath hitherto risked to commit sin. Alma 41.15. For that which ye doth send out shall return unto you again and be restored. Alma 61.9. And now in your epistle ye hath censured me, but it mattereth me. Here is an example of singular ye plus ta. 15.07. If thou love much God, ye liketh for to think upon him and if thou love little, then little thou thinkest upon. So we see singular ye plus th in both the Book of Mormon and earlier English. And we see close thou ye switching in the 1507 example, as we see in various places in the Book of Mormon as well. Both Alma 41, 9, and the next example have ye hath hitherto. Hosea 2.31. I would that ye should do as ye hath hitherto done, as ye have kept my commandments and also the commandments of my father. Hosea 2.31 is an instance of plural ye, and therefore the th plural. Following passages exemplify and elucidate the Book of Mormon usage. 1681. Hitherto the clergy have done nothing else but contradict the edicts. 1680. The worst magistrates almost were like to use the sword more harmlessly than the secular clergy have hitherto done through most of all the Christian world. The first example shows the clergy can be construed as plural. Second example contains the morphosyntax syntax of Mosiah 2.30. Clergy hath hitherto. Here are three examples of plural ye plus th in three different centuries. 1485. Sires, ye heareth all what he has said. 1583. As if, as if he had said, although ye eateth. 1655. The anointing which ye hath received of him abideth in you. The last example has ye hath plus past participle, as in various Book of Mormon passages. Book of Mormon exhibits variation in this domain that is typical of the early modern period. We have seen that THS variation after a singular subject is attested 17th century language. First Nephi heading. Nephi taketh his brethren and returns to the land of Jerusalem after the record of the Jews. 1651. He taketh diverse towns and returns to Spain. The above is a syntacto-lexical match. When we read the earliest text, we are reading early modern English. 1607. Let us behold the sun. It riseth and setteth and returns again to his place. 1633. 
In the meantime, Philip raiseth his camp and returns to Corinth, 1638. In the grave it dryeth up and returns to dust, 1640. The body is of the dust and returneth to dust. The soul cometh from God and returns to God again, 1604. He showeth his fervency and repeats the same again, 1607. He assureth the cities and levies men with all expedition. He pincheth some and ruins others. He raiseth the siege and retires in good order, fearing a charge. He dislodgeth without trumpet and seems rather to fly than retire. He dischargeth two pistols and seeks to force the house. He chargeth and overthrows the first he encountered. This order of inflectional variation was apparently favored by the translator Edward Grimeston in 1607. The Book of Mormon also has passages that have verbs carrying th plural inflection, followed by bare verbs, bare verb stems under ellipsis. Here are two with that pattern. Second Nephi 26.10, For because they yieldeth unto the devil, and choose works of darkness rather than light. Al-Ahilaman 7.23, Save it be unto those who repenteth of their sin, and hearken unto my word. Next three examples exhibit the same syntax. 15.65, They maketh them bowers about their churches, and feasting together after a good religious sort, kill their oxen. Oxen. 16.46. For we dispute only of those who acknowledgeth their sins and promise amendment. 16.48. He and many more speak highly of the scripture, not because they loveth truth or the mind of God and of Christ contained in the scripture, or care much for the propagation of these in the world. We also see inflectional variation in the other order, from unmarked to marked. Mosiah 3.18. Except they humble themselves and become as little children and believeth that salvation. 1582. And glad when they have the mastery and so feeleth and knoweth their enemies in battle. But we also often see consistent inflection in the textual record. 1557. For they spotteth and defouleth themselves by ebriety and surfeits. These next three passages contain examples of repeated th plural inflection. Mosiah 821. Yea. They are as a wild flock which fleeth from the shepherd and scattereth and are driven and are devoured by beasts of the forest. Mosiah 15.14 These are they which hath published peace, that hath brought good tidings of good, that hath published salvation, that saith unto Zion. Elamit 8.19 Ever since the days of Abraham there hath been many prophets that hath testified these things. Here are three 16th century excerpts that are the same from a syntacto-lexical standpoint as Elamit 8.19. 1509. There hath been but few that hath edified great places and houses. 1545. There hath been popes which hath been poisoners. 1583. There hath been many that hath slandered you in the gospel of our Savior Christ. So the syntax of Helaman 819 was not Smith overdoing the biblical. Instead, it was early modern English usage not to be found in the King James Bible. Here are some further examples of close variation. 2 Nephi 6.17. I will contend with them that contendeth with thee. And I will feed them that oppress thee in their own flesh. 1534. And the name of the theft, which in Latin is called furtum, is a general word unto them that stealeth out of the common treasure house, which are called peculators, and unto them that commit sacrilege by taking away hallowed or holy thing. 1626. Fourthly, he will bless them that blesseth him, and curse them that curse him. Mosiah 15.11. All those who have hearkened unto their words and believed that the Lord would redeem his people and have looked forward to this to that day. 1548. Therefore equity would and no less becometh our bounteousness that those which hath forsaken the world to come to us 
and have commit and credit themselves wholly to. Moroni 7.28 And he claimeth all those that have faith in him, and they that have faith in him will cleave unto every good thing. 16.55 This is a present remedy in burning agues, and to those that hath a hot liver or heart, and it helpeth also those that have any roughness in the windpipe or throat. Second Nephi 26.10 And they sell themselves for naught, for for the reward of their pride and their foolishness they shall reap destruction. For because they yieldeth unto the devil. 15.57 And brooks, although neither man nor great beast drink of them, yet nevertheless they keep their course and floweth. While they be full, yet they desire, therefore they desireth to see. 15.83 They pluck away the grapes, they leaveth men naked. 15.82 The humors come from the head, the pipes of the throat and they maketh their a posthume. All of the above language clearly varies between the TH plural and the unmarked state. The following late 15th century example shows three different inflectional possibilities after they, as discussed by Lass, 1482. They wanteth and sells, and liven under a prior, but they take lewd men. Barber, 1997, wrote that in Middle English, broadly speaking, e the suffix es was northern, the suffix en, midland, and the suffix eth, southern. There was an alternative Midland plural form in, the, in which the final N had been lost, and from this descends the normal plural modern English. The above examples provide evidence that early modern English was full of inflectional variation, which we also see in the Book of Mormon, except for the old suffix EN Midland plural. Here are examples where the subject is ye and they, and the TH plural occurs only under ellipsis in the conjoined predicate. Helaman 1321, ye have set your hearts upon them, and hath not hearkened to the words of him who gave. 1660, ye have disarmed my tongue of compliment, and hath turned the edge of my own weapon against me. 1607, they have found a treasure, and hath felt the sweetness of this manna. 1659, they have come sick and weak, weakly, and have gone away so, and hath found your promises and assurances of no at all. 1660, they have ordained one another, and hath set up a trade of preaching, and hath filled the world with darkness. These examples may be evidence of an early modern English tendency to employ hath more readily in conjoined predicates, or less readily after pronouns. In the next group of examples, we see hath after noun phrase subjects, but not after closely preceding they. Isaiah 8.11 And again, they have brought swords, the hilts thereof hath perished. 16.23 especially when they have been of long continuance, and much pains hath been for the recovery of it again. 1651. That they have prevailed over their consciences, that their consciences hath given them leave to do such a thing. There seems to have been a tendency in early modern English to employ the TH plural more readily after noun phrase subjects than after they. Further study is required. In summary, we have encountered ample evidence that various kinds of inflectional variation found in the Book of Mormon are, syntactically speaking, examples of attested slash acceptable early modern English usage. The overall matching is solid, suggesting implicit knowledge of particular syntactic tendencies of earlier English. What on its face seems to be questionable grammar actually turns out to be a tested variation pattern. The Book of Mormon employs the TH plural at a significantly higher rate after relative pronouns than after pronouns. To facilitate and properly constrain this study, I narrowed the range of inquiry, the third-person plural pronominal, they, them, those. I found that the earliest text prefers the use of the TH plural in relative clauses, whose antecedents are third-person plural pronominal, to the use in simple predicates after they, 
This same syntactic preference is noticeable in the early modern period. For convenience, I refer to these two types of th plural syntax here as relative th and predicate th. Again, the th plural is the clear minority usage in all texts. In present tense contexts in the Book of Mormon, excluding language using a form of the verb be, there are about half as many relative clause contexts as simple, non-conjoined predicate contexts. Nevertheless, there are more cases of relative th, even though there are fewer potential constructions. All told, I counted 11 instances of relative th with third-person plural pronominal in the earliest text. 2 Nephi 6.17, I will contend with them that contendeth with thee. 2 Nephi 9.26, upon all those who hath not given. Mosiah 15.11, all those who hath heart to their words. Mosiah 15.14, these are they which hath published peace. Alma 32.16, blessed are they who humbleth themselves without being compelled to be humble. Alma 61, all those who hath been chosen by this people to govern and man affairs of this war. Alma 60, 27, even, even until those who have desires to usurp power and authority shall become extinct. Elaman 7, 23, save it be unto those who repenteth of their sins. Elaman 13, 19, and cursed be they who hideth not up their treasures unto me. 3, 19, 14, and blessed are they which cometh unto me. Moroni 7, 20, and he claimeth all those that have faith in him. I have estimated the rel that relative th with third-person plural pronominals occurs about 8.5% of the time in the earliest text. In contrast, predicate th with they occurs less than 1.5% of the time in the earliest text. I haven't estimated these two rates for the early modern period, but I have verified the existence of the same differential with third-person plural pronominals. It is also a statistically significant difference. Evidence from a 500 million word corpus suggests that in early modern English, the relative th with third plural pronominals was used at a little more than four times the rate of the, predic of the predicate th with they. In the Book of Mormon, it is used at a little more than five times the rate. As a result of this inquiry, we find that the arcane differential usage rate tendencies of early modern English with third person plural pronominals and the th plural are found in the Book of Mormon. This is akin to the early modern English tendency to favor the use of was after plural relative pronouns over the use of was after plural noun phrase subjects, a tendency that is also found in the earliest text, exemplified at the end of this section. Both of these basically involve singular, plural, morphological variation. Generally speaking, verb forms that are singular in shape were used at a higher rate after plural relative pronouns and in predicates with plural noun phrase subjects. Occasionally, overt expression, close variation, exhibiting this underlying tendency is found. Last discusses the S plural in addition to the ATH plural, noting that this northern east midlands usage is common throughout the 16th 17th centuries as a minority alternate of zero and persists sporadically into the 18th century. Analogous to plural hath, plural has would have persisted longer than plural s with lower frequency verb. Last mentions only is and TH forms in this regard, hath, doth. Plural has is what we see in the following passage, Alma 57.36, And I trust that the souls of them which has been slain have entered into the rest of their God. Reading this can be a bit of a shock, but the has-have alternation is attested in early modern English. First, here are six examples of the relative S plural with has from the latter half of the 17th century, 1653. It must be an entire heart, and none of those that has been pierced with a thousand arrows, 1658. And strike down all those that has got the words, but not the power and reach to the life and immortality. Are not they them that has set up all these outward things? 1659. 
and leave the persons for their faults to God and them who has power to punish them. 1668. And now a few words by way of tender advice to those who has been long singing, seeking a pure church, not a mind confused rabble of godless atheists. 1678. That the Father giveth no such gift to them that has sinned this sin is evident. Second. Here is the same close variation pattern. Has is used after the relative pronoun, and have is used in the predicate after the complex subject. 1681. The whole strain of them that has been taken off by the hand of justice have so behaved themselves that at the last cast, as if the whole schism were upon a vie who should damn bravest. The matching between the syntax of this passage and that of Alma 5736 is essentially identical. Them, relative pronoun, has followed by have. This pattern is similar to the following, Mosiah 24.15. The burdens which was laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light. Tense and verbs are different, but the singular, plural, morphological pattern is the same, and both passages involve high-frequency verbs. This was an arcane tendency of the early modern era, 1591. The raging follies which was committed at Toulouse were incredible to report. This next one is notable as well, because the syntactic pattern also matches Alma 57.36, only the verb morphology is different. 1658. Which the kings which hath been converted have drunk of. This example has other interesting variation. Waters which are, waters which has, as highlighted we see here, which hath have. The Book of Mormon at Alma 5736 has, which has have. Both of these are thus instances of the THS plural of the verb have, followed by the typical plural base verb form have. Close singular to plural switch mediated by the syntactic context is analogous to which was work shown above. Conclusion. Plural TH syntax in the earliest text is very different from rare 19th century auxiliary usage and from King James style with occasional singular TH usage that looks to be plural. The systematic use of the TH plural in the Book of Mormon falls in the Goldilocks zone. It is neither overblown nor underdone. Interestingly, TH plural usage in the earliest text is similar to 16th century and 17th century syntactic pattern in a number of ways. We have seen that inflectional variation and differential usage rates in the earliest text are a strong match with little-known patterns attested in early modern In view of the textual evidence, it is reasonable not to attribute Joseph Smith's dictation of the TH plural, as in, whose flames ascendeth up, 2 Nephi 9.16, Mosiah 38, Alma 12.17, to a presumed idiosyncratic quasi-biblical style. 1566, and the smoke of their torments ascendeth up forever and ever. 1591, in the night, Fires and flames signifieth the camp to be there. 1597. By the evil vapors which ascendeth and corrodeth the gum. 1635. Fourth kind of vapors which ascend are cold and moist. This has been a recording of the case of the TH plural in the earliest text by Stanford Carmack. Originally published in Interpreter, a journal of Mormon scripture, volume 18, 2016. Read by Stanford Carmack. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license. It may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com.